Welcome to SRA Success Cast. I'm Sean Cummings, and today's topic is going to be setting up training at your brokerage. Hi there, Sean Cummings here. I'm your Director of Member and Education Services here at the Saskatchewan Realtors Association, and this is the first of our new uh, podcast, Success Cast, uh, for Realtors. We're going to be putting these out as often as possible to members, brokers, whoever uh, wants to learn how to grow their individual business or brokerage business, uh, learn how to focus on interesting, different ways, new ways of marketing and lead generation. Uh, we're all about talking about success strategies and success tips for you to uh, make your business uh, more efficient, but also to help you with this very challenging time that we're dealing with right now uh, with COVID. It's frankly changed the game entirely uh, for the, the industry. Um, we're all working from home, we're all social distancing, and that's bound to have an effect on the nature of the relationship you build with your clients and also the overall you know, perception of realtor value. So there's lots of things we're gonna be talking on Success Cast, but today, uh, today's topic is team training for success, setting up training at your brokerage. Um, I'm a huge advocate for the need to do regular training at brokerages, and one of the things that we wanna do at the SRA is help you with that, um, <clears throat> and this is one of the steps in that process. If you've ever thought about developing some kinds of training solutions for your team. This is the seminar to watch. Uh, and we'll talk to you about all kinds of different things uh, relating to understanding key performance indicators. We're gonna talk a little bit about what kinds of deficiencies and performance you might be experiencing with some of your team members. So let's get right on it. Here we go, team training for success, uh, setting up training at your brokerage. Um, you know, when training doesn't happen, about a third of, of the stuff that you do is, is essentially stuff that ain't getting done in terms of a performance gap. See, most, you know, most businesses, um, a, about a, a good chunk of time is spent on you know, motivating your team. Another chunk is on recruiting. You're always looking for new people. A chunk on administration you know, to pay the bills and supervising your staff. But ultimately, there's this big chunk of, of time that could be spent understanding the performance of your team members and what you can do to help them get better at what they're doing. And ultimately, the spillover effect for you as a broker is how that helps your business too. It's the performance gap, right? We talked a second ago, this one third is the performance gap. And when we're saying performance gap, what are you expecting from your team? Uh, are you establishing some benchmarks or key performance indicators? Um, and when we're talking performance gap, it's not always specifically performance related to listings and sales. It could also be performance relating to their understanding of the rules or interpretation of the rules. It could be performance relating to how they input to listings, um, how they're searching on matrix. Uh, there's so many things, but unless you start asking questions of your team and identifying where those learning gaps are, you're not gonna be able to address those. And one of the best ways of doing that is just starting to talk about doing training and education during weekly meetings that you may be having. And obviously we are now all on this new medium called Zoom. Um, this is probably something that you're using right now for your team meetings. Well, what a great place to insert uh, some learning content on a weekly basis because it will help your people get better at what they're doing. So it's the performance gap that we're talking about today because it's a performance gap that impacts your agents and your brokerage. That's pretty much it. Um, 
in the ideal scenario, like what I like to call a power performing brokerage, that one third that would have been spent dealing with like deficiencies in execution or knowledge and basically that knowledge or skills gap, that big one third is now going to be spent on training to address those issues, um, regular training. Now, for those folks who know me, they'll know this story, but for those folks who don't, uh, I've been a, a, a professional trainer in some capacity since, uh, since a band called Wham was a thing. I've been training people since 1989. I'm a certified training and development professional. And uh, uh, prior to becoming the director of member and education services for the SRA, I was the director of education for the Saskatoon board. And we started doing a lot of education uh, in, the four, in the three years, uh, almost four years that I was there. So um, my background is helping workplaces like yours develop winning uh, training solutions to grow the business. And prior to me coming here for 10 years, I was the trainer and team builder at one of Western Canada's arguably most successful, profitable uh, plumbing, heating, electrical contracting companies here in Saskatoon. I mean, it's a very successful company that was in a double digits uh, of growth uh, on the service department side in terms of sales for HVAC equipment and then there was separate for plumbing and everything. Very successful company. And one of the reasons it was so very successful was because the owner had embedded a culture of training uh, in the company. So everybody was getting trained every single day in some capacity. And training doesn't mean sitting in a classroom and doing classroom training. That's just one delivery mechanism. Training can also be talking about things that you need to work on during uh, those team meetings, but also training means, you know, uh, working individually with your agents and, and really, you know, coaching them through the challenges that they're going to be having. So a power performing brokerage is going to be spending about a third of the time focusing on how to improve the performance of those people, uh, of everybody in the, in the organization. So ask yourself, what kinds of trainings can you implement during weekly meetings? Well, we can help you with that. Who are the people on your team who need the most help? You know, being an old soldier, one of the adages from the military is you're only as fast as your slowest person. Well, you're, the same could be said within your, your, your brokerage. Um, everybody, deter, everybody deserves to grow their business, and the spillover effect is that you will also grow your business. So one of the things you need to perhaps do is identify who those slowest or, or poorest performing members are on the team and identify what those learning gaps are so you can start to address those things. Will you get return on investment for implementing training in-house? That's the number one thing that most companies who are reluctant to implement training in-house, you know, they always point to, well, when am I going to get return on investment? They don't have the money. I don't have the time to do this. Well, the fact of the matter is you will get return on investment for implementing training in-house if you do it regularly, if you do it consistently, and if you make sure that your people are being held accountable for their performance, then yes, you will get return on investment. But again, you need to identify what does that look like? Okay. What does your return on investment need to be this quarter, the next quarter? Okay. So here's a little quick exercise on a blank sheet of paper. I want you to write down the name of any professional sports franchise that you can think of that might've won a professional world or national championship without doing any kind of training of their team. I'll just sit here. Ah, does not compute. That's right. We all know that if you want to win the Stanley Cup, you've got to train, you've got to practice. If you want to win the Super Bowl, you've got to train, you've got to practice. If you want to win Wimbledon, you've got to train, you've got to practice. If you want to win a gold medal, you've got to train, you've got to practice. If you want to be the best power-performing brokerage that you can and grow your business, you have to train regularly, period, full stop. And that's why we're doing this. And the SRA wants to help you grow that, that training uh, group within your business. 
So let's talk a little bit about agent retention. Um, there's a lot of reasons why people leave brokerages and certainly with COVID people, you know, might be exploring their options. Okay. Um, could a lack of training and mentorship be one of them? I don't know. You tell me. I know anecdotally from talking with, with members that, yeah, there's not a whole heck of a lot of training that's happening at brokerages out there in a structured way. Um, there's not a lot of mentorship that's happening. So maybe that could be one of the reasons that people might be leaving. Hard to say. So you've got to make, you've got to incorporate uh, an understanding of, of why people might be leaving because you know, you might have people who are leaving, then it's a good thing. And that's, that's fine. But if you've got people that are worth investing in, you might want to invest in them. Training doesn't take much investment uh, financially. It just takes time to do. And a lot of people are reluctant to get up in front of a group of their peers to deliver training because they haven't done any formal training in the background. Well, I've got good news for you. Uh, the SRA has a train the trainer program. It's called train like a pro. Uh, we've delivered it under the old Saskatoon board about four times, uh, four or five times in the last two years. And I will adapt that course for online training as well to help you uh, grow your business. So if you are concerned at all about learning how to train people, that's why I'm here. That's why we want to help you uh, learn how to get better at that. So you can help your team. Benefits of going, you know, to having some kind of training regime in your business to your brokerage. Well, first of all, you're going to have reduced turnover. People are going to want to learn more because they'll get to earn more if they learn more. Okay. And as a result, you've got less turnover costs and increased profits. Similarly, on the right-hand side, if you've got reduced turnover, you've got higher customer satisfaction and again, increased profits, improved engagement among your team members and among the public, and again, increased profits. So it's a, it's a win-win right across the board. Actually, it's like, it's like what I like to call a triple W win, okay? If you start focusing on training. The client wins every single day of the week because they have a better trained, better performing realtor taking care of their needs. Uh, the realtor wins because if you implement regular training, they're gonna become more proficient, more professional, and they're probably gonna close more, okay? Uh, regular training has a dramatic impact on your, your team's self-esteem, their self-worth, and we all know when you're working commission sales, how you feel impacts how you perform. And of course, the last W is that you win as a broker owner. You win because, because the clients are winning and you're gonna be getting referrals as a result of that, and the agent's winning because they're closing and they're getting more sales, they're getting more listings. Train, 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 you cannot lose. All that it costs you is a little bit of time and a little bit of preparation. Benefits to your team, obviously, they're better prepared for everything, okay? They're going to get more sales. They're going to get increased prosperity as a result of it, more referrals and more listings because they'll be able to better understand their clients' needs. But more importantly, they're going to be able to articulate their value as individual realtors. And that's a large part of what we're going to be talking about in the episode's uh, moving forward on success, success cast is what individual agents can do to improve the perception of value. Because we all know that when there's a lack of perceived value, that's one of the reasons why realtors get commission objections. So that's the benefits to your team as well. Um, now you're wondering, well, how do I identify a training opportunity inside my business? Well, first of all, there's a training formula. It's a pretty straightforward training formula, but it's one I've been using for years and it's one that you could use and here it is. The desired state, what you actually want out of your team, minus the actual state, what their current performance numbers are, equals your performance gap. 
but it doesn't even have to be a numerical performance issue. The desired state could be their understanding, for example, of web forms um, compared to your understanding. And so essentially you need to have a benchmark for what you want to have your people's performance to be from which you can measure the actual state of their performance. And when you do that, then you have that performance gap. So I'll give you a good example. If the desired state of your performance for your team is you want to have Joe or Betty the realtor pick up, you know, five new listings uh, a month. And that's what you would like. That's what you've sent as your key performance indicator. Okay. I want five listings new from everybody this month. And if Betty or Joe, the realtor are only getting two listings, well, five divided minus two is three and their performance gap is three listings. So now that tells you what do you have to do to develop some trainings to help raise that uh, perform, raise that performance uh, away from a gap and into a, into a place where they actually are proficient and they're moving forward with, uh, with the skill set that you want them to have. Identify that training opportunity. Think very hard about what your team needs. And one of the benefits as well of doing ongoing training is it reduces the likelihood that you have to be in a reactive mode and putting out fires all the time. If people know what they're doing and they're trained to know what they do, that frees up time for you to work on the business instead of working in the business. So the difference between a must do and doing is what I call the deficiency. That's it. What the desired state is minus what they're actually doing. That's a deficiency. Uh, so we call a DK as a deficiency in knowledge. They don't know how to do something. Have you taught them? If not, why? So for example, if they don't know how to do a CMA on matrix, have you showed them? If you don't know how to do a CMA, have you pointed them in the direction of SRA education who can teach them how to do a CMA, right? Do you know what the deficiencies in knowledge are? And that's the first step. Okay, you need to identify what those are gonna be. The second is the DE. Is it a deficiency in execution? They may actually know the skill, but they may, they may not execute the skill with uh, any kind of consistency. And a good example of that is people who develop cars, calls, sorry. Um, you know, you may not have been able to, uh, you may not have been able to get the listings. So you do a follow-up call. Are they following up at all? Right? That might be something. But not just with that, maybe they, there's a deficiency in the execution of uh, how they're doing their paperwork. You know, you have to identify what those gaps are. And of course, the last one is deficiency in operation. Do you have the systems in your business, the processes and procedures in place to support learning by your team? That's really what it's about. I mean, there's, you, can, you can just you know, do any kind of training talks about any number of, of topics. But when you really want to transform your business into a power performing brokerage, you will have identified what the deficiencies in knowledge and execution and operation actually are. And then you can begin to develop training solutions for that. And here's the great news about having an education department as part of your association. If you don't know how to do it, reach out to us, education at sra.ca, and we'll help you. We'll help you teach, we'll teach you how to develop things like developing a learning plan. Uh, for individual members and developing a learning plan for your team. We'll help you create a tr uh, training calendar. We'll point you in the direction of the tools that you need to be able to deliver quality training to your team. So what are the differences at your broke deficient? Sorry, I'm talking a little bit too fast. What are the deficiencies at your brokerage? Well, you know, it's a good question. Only, you know, unless you're measuring uh, using performance-based, you know, metrics, it's really hard sometimes to identify actual uh, training needs. Um, because of this, it's wise to consider, like I talked about earlier, incorporating key performance indicators because that way you can train by the numbers. 
So let's talk a little bit about key performance indicators. You might have heard of these before. If you haven't, I'm going to explain what they are. A KPI is a measurable value that demonstrates how effectively a company is achieving its business objectives. Um, organizations use KPIs at multiple levels to track performance measures. So in my previous incarnation, working in a plumbing heating company on the HVAC side, I tracked, for example, as key performance indicators, the average invoice, how much they were generating as an average invoice, whether they were how many club memberships per day. We wanted them to do club, one club membership sale per day. How many leads were they generating for our 100% our, our, our commission salespeople? We wanted each person to generate one lead per day. Those were key performance indicators. And so when we put those up there and we saw that someone wasn't reaching those, well, now you know specifically for that individual what to do to develop a training solution for that. I cannot stress enough how important it is to utilize key performance indicators and track the performance of your team and hold them accountable all the time because training by the numbers is a lot easier. You're able to focus in and really help the individual person do uh, better at the thing that they're challenged with. How to define a key performance indicator? Well, you, it can be sometimes a little tricky. To be honest, the adverb word in the KPI is key because every KPI should be related to a specific business outcome with a performance measure. And I don't know what your business outcomes are. Only you know. But what I do know is if you've identified what you would like to happen with your business, we can develop training solutions to make that happen. We'll show you the way. Uh, KPIs need to be defined according to critical or critical or core business objectives. So very important. So what is a business objective for you? You tell me. What are the critical objectives for your business? You tell me. Only you know that because it's your business. But you need to define them. You need to identify what, what you want from your team because if you don't use key performance indicators, you don't have a benchmark and you can't really track their progress. Follow these kinds of steps here when defining a KPI that I've got for you. So here we go. Uh, the first one is, what is your desired outcome? What do you want? Do you have one outcome or do you have five outcomes? What do you want from your team? And what I'd recommend you do is look at it in terms of growth. What do I need to grow this percent this quarter, this percent the next quarter? And then once you've identified what you'd like uh, to do that, then you need to find out, okay, what are the specific numbers and what are the specific values that I need to identify in order to make that happen? Um, that's really it. What is your desired outcome? Because you can mate your training up to push forward and help you reach those outcomes. But if you don't even know what your outcomes are or what your desired outcomes are going to be, how can you know where you're going in the future? Okay. Why does this outcome matter? Well, you tell me. Um, but most importantly, you ask yourself, it's your business. If I'm looking at my business and one of my outcomes that I would like to say is that I've got 20 people on my team and I want everybody on my team to, to generate five listings a month. That's the desired outcome. Why does this outcome matter? Because that's the starting point. Because if we, we can hold them accountable to that, then we can say, this is the bare minimum that you need to be successful. Here's what we need to do to help you grow your business. That's really what I'm talking about. Uh, how are you going to measure that progress? You know, I always recommend getting a big whiteboard, putting it up in your team's, uh, in your training room or your staff room so everybody can see everybody's performance because nobody wants to be dead last on the list. Just by having that up there and showing those numbers that you've got nothing to hide to each other, well, frankly, you know, that alone can light a fire under somebody's butt to get better at what they're doing and improve their performance and actually maybe even come to you for some help. Try to think of it this way. How many of your team members need help but are afraid to ask? Can you answer that question? Have you even bothered asking how many of your team members need help? You've got to have this 
process in place to make sure that you're constantly, constantly training your team. How often will you review progress towards the outcome? Now for me, I would look every single day. I would go and look at my board and take a look at everybody's performance every single day so that I can train them every single day. I don't have to necessarily have a full team, uh, tr uh, team training. Maybe I just need to focus on one or two people over here. Okay, but you, you need to review those numbers if you're gonna be successful. How will training be conducted? Is it going to be a group thing on Zoom? Is it gonna be blended where you've got a bit of a, a mixture of uh, um, uh, online learning and then you know some reporting back to you once they've been out in the field? Is there coaching? Do you set up coaching sessions for your team, for your less experienced teams? Just to reach out and connect and find out what you can provide for them in way of guidance. So here's some sample key performance indicators. I, I just did some basic Google searching. I just put a few of them in here, but I'm not gonna tell you which KPIs you need to build for your business. You only know those. It's your business. You identify what are the most important things for you. But some things to consider, average commission per salesperson. What's the benchmark? You know, what should your agents be averaging? Uh, another one is the number of listings per agent. And now, you know, you could break that down. This is how many listings I need per week, per month, per year, okay? Uh, days on market, okay? Uh, is, there, is there a reason why something is sitting on the market for so long? Is it reason it's been sitting on the market for so long is because they weren't trained properly in how to, uh, how to give an opinion of the market value of that home? Uh, maybe, or were they unable to overcome the uh, objection from the homeowner that where the homeowner says, I disagree with your valuation. We know that many less experienced realtors who are unable to overcome that objection will just list the price that the client wants so they can get the listing. And we know that when those things that are overpriced go on the MLS, they sit there forever. Does nobody any good to have, you know, stuff not priced properly. So these are some sample KPIs to think about. A number of showings per real estate sale. That might be useful, particularly with virtual ones. Now we're going in that direction with the technology. Number of cold calls they're doing per day, per week, per month. As new agents in particular, they need to be maybe calling FISBOs. They need to be trying to get their foot in the door. Are you making that a priority for your business? If so, are you holding them accountable? A percentage difference between the asking and selling price. When you think about that, I mean, we want, you know, if, if you're a selling agent, you want to get as close as possible to the asking price uh, for your clients. So what is the difference between that? You identify what that is. You identify what the benchmark's going to be and you train for it. And then we talk about performance planning. It's one thing to develop learning solutions, but then we have to think about actually planning for, you know, growth and, and, and really to help the team look in the, the, the short, medium, and long term in terms of their performance. So there's five key components to effective performance management. Number one is planning. Introduce your team to why you're introducing KPIs and why you're gonna be doing regular training. Yeah, you just don't launch it without telling them because you know, frankly, we're all adults here and for a lot of folks, depending on how old they are, the last time that they were in school might've been the last time they were in school. Adults learn differently than children uh, and, and adults, uh, have different needs so uh, but most one of the most important things is they need to be sold on the idea of training and being held accountable for it monitoring you should monitor those numbers once you start tracking KPIs and and make sure that you are getting a daily report of everybody's individual performance that's how engaged you need to be uh, development uh, develop training solutions for low KPI and train your team it's very simple and it doesn't have to be a structured sales uh, or a structured seminar or anything. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a PowerPoint. You could do handouts 
You know, you could do role playing, you do situational based learning. If you don't know what those are, that's why we're here to help you develop those. Assessment. You've got to assess how they're doing. Track everything, post it publicly. Track everything and post it publicly. Um, you've got nothing to hide. And posting those numbers publicly is not punishment for the realtor. It's because you've got nothing to hide. And more importantly, it's also important for the other people on your team to see how other people are doing. Because if I was like, if you got 20 people on your team and you're posting those numbers, and I'm like the 18th or 19th guy you know, on the list, and I'm right down at the bottom in terms of performance, and I look up at the first top two or three people that are just crushing it, and they make it look easy, you know what I'm gonna do? If I was an agent, I would go to number one, two, and three, and I would buy each of those guys or gals lunch, and ask them exactly how they did it. I would write down everything and I would do exactly what they were doing. And again, that's transfer of knowledge, isn't it? So assessment, track everything, post it publicly. It's very important. Uh, and of course, recognition. When someone is crushing it, absolutely give them kudos for crushing it. Reward them for improved performance. I don't know what kind of a reward structure you want to put in place. That's your call. But I do know one thing, if you incentivize your training, people are going to do it more often and they're going to do better at it because we all want to get free stuff, including recognition for what we did. Uh, so let's do a little bit of math. Super Awesome Realty has 12 agents. Okay, that's the new brokerage in town, Super Awesome Realty. Three of those agents are hitting it out of the ballpark right now. Okay, um, nine are on track to complete only five sales this year, that's it. What would happen if seven of the nine that are on track to get five deals this year managed to do 10 sales as a result of implementing regular training in-house? Think about that for a second. Just, you know what your bottom line is. Just think about your team. What if, what if you could get you know, two thirds of your team to do five more sales a year? What would happen to their business and what would happen to your business? What does that look like? It's not hard to do that. It's not hard to make those kinds of inter incremental changes, but first you need to start talking about training and getting people psychologically prepared for the fact that you're going to be working with them to get them better as a performing uh, a realtor. Uh, small changes reap big rewards. I can tell you there's just no if and or buts about it. If you can shut your brain off the little voice in the back of your head that says this is a dumb idea or I don't like it, that's even better. This represents change for a lot of people that have been doing things for you know, a lot of ways in this business for a long time. All I can tell you folks is if you implement training, you will see results. You can't not be successful. If the training is good, if you're committed, if you're engaging people, if you're holding them accountable for their performance. And then you might be thinking, well, yeah, but I'm not an instructor. Well, you know what? As a broker, you have years of experience, years and years. Some of you have decades and decades of experience. I've talked to brokers here in Saskatoon who entered this industry uh, when interest rates on new homes, or on all homes, were like 18, 19, 20% interest. And there was a big global recession going on. That's 40 years ago, and they're still in business. You've got a story to tell. Tell your story about what you went through. That way they're gonna know that they're not alone and that you experience the same challenges that they might be experiencing. Tell your story, like I said. Get them aligned with your vision of success. What, is, what do you want for your business? What does that look like? Do you wanna be number one in town? What do you gotta be part of to be part of number one then? What do you gotta do? What do you have to implement to make that happen? Uh, participate in SRA's Train Like a Pro, Train Like train a Trainer. We will show you how to do it. 
And of course, reach out to SRA Education for help anytime you need it. We will help you develop custom training solutions. So how often should you train your team? Well, that depends on you. Each of your agents are independent contractors, but you should create a climate for success in-house so that participating in training is a regularly scheduled occurrence. I would say start with your weekly meetings and then eventually go to a specific training meeting a week, you know, or a training session a week. You're not going to get everybody. You can't force them all there, but you know something? It's a good, clear indicator as to how committed the individual is uh, if they're prepared to work with you uh, to get better at what they're doing. That's so important. Uh, what does an average week look like? Is there a day where you can focus on delivering 60 minutes of training every seven days? I mean, as a start, even as a half an hour every five days or something, at least you're doing something. Okay, I want to train my team. Now what? Well, here's what you need to do. Begin talking about training with your team. That's the first thing. Get them ready for it. You may need to show the value. And again, if you need help with that, that's what we're here to help you with. Uh, unlike the following, or sorry, I can't even read my own writing. Utilize the following key performance indicators. N number of listings, average commission per sale days on market. But if you're not comfortable with those, do some research, Google it, uh, and you will find some KPIs that you could use. Begin tracking those numbers daily. This means you may need a mechanism to ensure your agents are reporting those numbers back to you, okay? Um, you can't help them if they don't tell you whether they closed or not. Post your agent's KPIs on a whiteboard for the entire team to see. Update the board every day. This means that you might have to chase your team to get the information on the board, but you need to do it. And identify who will be delivering training to your team. I strongly re recommend that it is the actual broker. You are the team captain. You are the leader. Lead your team to success. You can do it. You've been in business for a long time. You know what to do. You're a fountain of information. So what we can do is help you tap your knowledge base and turn that stuff into good training solutions for your team. Your association is here to help you develop your training capacity, your brokerage. If you need help, let's talk about plans and we'll help you start to implement. So uh, trade them up and just watch how your team is going to improve and watch how your business is going to grow. So that's uh, what I wanted to talk about today on the podcast and on this training video, how to set up uh, training inside your brokerage. It's not that difficult. We want to help you do that. We want to help you grow your business and become more successful. We want power performing brokerages, power performing realtors that are professional and know the rules and know how to build their value and show people that you are worth every penny of your commission. So if you need help with this, if you want more information, reach out to education at sra.ca and we will try to help uh, customize a learning solution for you. So that's all I've got for this podcast and for this training video today. I'm so glad that you listened. I'm so glad that you watched. If you have any questions at all, anything that you need on the education front, please send an email to education at sra.ca. Thanks again.